Yes. <laughs> well, thanks everyone. Well, thank you, class of 1990. Who would have believed so many years um, later we would be here where we are today? And so thank you so much, guys, for inviting me on to um, kind of just listen in to hear what God has to say to us today. Um, what I love about this is even though I'm talking to everyone today, the Holy Spirit is talking specifically to each individual today. So he has a word for us as a collective body, but he also have a word for us uniquely to fit every circumstance. So it's amazing that as we as we sit and as we talk today, um, I just want us to be able to um, just relax and listen and tune in to what he has to say. So I just open in prayer, Father, we just thank you that uh, you have us here for such a time as this. You you preordained for us to be here at this um, Zoom meeting, but you also preordained for us to be here in 2020 at this time when uh, the world seemed to be going upside down, but we know that everything is in your hands. And so we thank you that you have a part and a role for each of us to play today. And we just thank you for always bringing the word for us in due season to help us to move on to the next level. So as we move on to the next level, Lord, we wanna stop, pause, acknowledge you, acknowledge your grace, acknowledge your goodness in our lives. And we just pray that you would uh, release us from any distractions so we can just sit and listen at your feet today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So. Um, so as I was thinking about, okay, uh, we know everything that's going on today. And I just thought, okay, Lord, what would you want to share with us uh, today? And the topic that came to mind is, it's just a reminder, I'm not going to be telling you guys anything that you don't already know, right? And so it's all a reminder. And so today we want to talk about your struggle has an expiration date. And I feel that this um, word is, is so fitting for what we're going through today. Who would have thought that 400 years would have passed and that on the 401 year, because 400 full years has passed. And um, most of us were fortunate that we grew up in the islands where uh, we didn't have to go through segregation and we didn't have to go through Jim Crow laws, etc. cetera. Uh, however, uh, people who those of our ancestors who came a step further from Africa, we got stopped off first and they kept going on to come on to the, the, the mainland. And to think about 400 years of struggle and finally it looks like there's some type of hope and there's some type of light. And so as I, as I was reading, um, we're going to be learning today from God's word, which is um, our source. God's word is the ultimate source, the ultimate authority. And I looked at Matthew of all places and I saw where, where the struggle for this man who God sent to be our Messiah. God saw fit in that um, we know what happened with Adam and Eve in the beginning and God saw fitting that okay they're gonna need a savior they're gonna need a Messiah and so he set it up so that we can have a Messiah which is a connection to him and so we know from the old uh, covenant that it, it talked about um, before you needed um, blood, right? Blood of bulls, of goats for, for you to be saved. And then um, here, came, here came this plan that God had, which he, he prophesied ahead of time and say, okay, instead of using that blood, now I'm going to give you a savior so you don't need to go through that. 
All you need to do is go through him and that you will have that direct connection to me. You won't need a priest. You won't need a pastor. We need them for different reasons, but you don't need them to get to God. So now we have a direct connection uh, to God. But what was amazing about this is how this Messiah had to go through a struggle because everyone knew he was going to be king. Uh, when we look at Matthew 2, we saw his struggle began because Herod knew that he heard that a Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And so because he knew that a Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, he got to work because he was like, no, we can't let this happen. And so when you see struggles happening in your life, sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes we get, we start to think, man, what's wrong with me? And I want to remind us today it's not what's wrong with you. It's what's right with you. Because if, if God didn't have a plan for your life, the enemy won't be messing with you. He won't mess with your health. He won't mess with your finances. He won't mess with your children. He only comes off of, comes after things that are powerful and that are ordained by God. And so when we saw that um, Jesus was coming, his name at the, the time they called him, his name is Yeshua. So when they saw, when they heard that Yeshua, this is a Hebrew uh, guy, right? It's a Hebrew name. Um, and we know that the Hebrew people were misplaced. And so these people, Herod, he wasn't of the same ethnicity as Jesus, but he, they got intimidated. So when I read um, chapter two in verses, um, in the beginning, verses three, it said that when Herod figured out that the king, the Messiah was going to come from a different ethnicity, it, said, it didn't just say he, he got intimidated. It was him and all of Jerusalem. So him and everyone in that place decided that, no, we cannot have this Messiah come and disrupt what we have going on here. So just think about in your own life or what's going on right now. People are intimidated. They're saying, no, these people cannot come from where they're coming from. And uh, I see the power that they have in them. No, we have to do something to stop these people. And so that's why I keep saying when, when you have a struggle in your life, you need to look at that struggle and, and see that that struggle is your stepping stone to your victory. That struggle holds the key to what God has for you uh, next. And so we see different stories. I'll just go briefly. I know you guys all know these stories, but just think about um, Joseph. If Joseph didn't have a struggle, we won't know about him, right? Because his brothers saw the power that he had. They saw the potential that Joseph had. Joseph knew that he was going to be a ruler. And so people hated him for that. If, if you're in your, in your little circle and no one's intimidated because no one's moving, you know, you will never be known for anything. You won't be able to, to um, excel because you have to make people and those around you uncomfortable because they see the, the, the power and the potential that God has placed in your life. And so with Joseph, um, we know that he had to struggle to put him in prison. Uh, he went through so much things, but think about it. If he didn't go through those struggles, we would not have heard about him today. If Kendra last week, she spoke about her struggle. If she didn't go through that struggle, she wouldn't have been where she was. She wouldn't have been able to stand up boldly and say, hey, this is what God brought me through. This is what he's going to bring you through. This is how he got the glory through that uh, particular circumstance. And then we also saw uh, David, right? 
So we know David killed the lion, he killed the bear, he killed Goliath. Think about it. If he didn't go through those, we would not have heard about uh, David today because he would not have, um, he wouldn't have be become as bold. So he went through stages. He went through the bear, the lion, Goliath, and he just kept going on until he was king. And think about how it's been over 5,000 years and we can still talk about him, right? So the struggles that you're going through in your life, we have to look at it as a stepping stone to our victory. And then we saw um, another example is we saw Daniel. So Daniel was also of a different ethnicity. He was placed by force, just like the African-Americans, right? And just like um, our ancestors and us as well. He was placed in another, in, a, in an unknown place. They brought him to Babylon. And just think about how, uh, that's why I love to teach on fasting. And I, I have that journal about um, fasting because amazing insight and amazing clarity happens when you fast, as we learned from, uh, from Daniel. And so Daniel was taken from his home, placed in some place new, and he had such great wisdom that he became second to the king. And it wasn't just one king. When that king toppled and another king came along, Daniel was second again with the king, despite the fact that he was an immigrant. And what happened with Daniel? Do you think the people uh, around Daniel just stood there and let him be elevated? No, they made laws to go against Daniel, to trap Daniel. And just think about what's happening today with the African-American uh, population. They're creating laws because uh, they're intimidated that uh, back then it was Daniel, he was a Hebrew boy, and coming into Babylon and trying to, and, and using um, with this insight and wisdom from God, he is growing exponential, exponentially, and they're like, hold up, you know, we can't have this guy from this other ethnicity come in and take take over so we got to do some laws we got to make some things but you know what the beautiful thing about that story is because of what they did it was a setup from God to put Daniel where they had to place him and I remember um, even for me I um, I had a position <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a school one time and they had some people of a different ethnicity trying to do things to uh, to sabotage me and uh, but they didn't know I'm a woman of prayer and fasting and so I serve the same God that Daniel serves right so as they do their things to try to set up I didn't have to worry I didn't have to have hate in my heart I pray for you I'll do everything actually they didn't even know that I knew what they were doing because they were coming to my office I'll pray with them and everything and what they did set me up for a promotion because they went and complained to the higher ups about me. So the higher ups then in turn came and observed my work, took a look at it. They, they caused them to have a, um, what do you call it? When you come in and you observe the person's work, an audit. And because of the audit, they were able to see that I knew what I was doing. And the only reason, I, the only thing I can give credit to that made me know what to do and made me excel is the source, which is God. And so he is the one who gives us the insight, gives us the clarity when he has an ordained purpose for us. And so for each and every one of us today, he has an ordained purpose, a powerful purpose for each individual. But it's up to us to tap in and hear what he has to say, 
right? We just can't go along like if we don't have a God because we do have a God and he has preordained a purpose and a plan for each one of us. And so as they did that, it so happened that because of that, when another higher promotion came and I was able to go and apply for that promotion, the people already knew me, they knew my work. So, so they set me up and I was able to get the, I was able to slide right in. So without that struggle, I would not have been able to slide right in. They were setting me up. And so it's just when you look at things as an, on a different mindset, you get to see that your struggle is setting you up for the next level. Just like with Joseph, Daniel, you can call any one of you who's sitting is whether it's Diamond, Ramona, Desiree, um, whoever, Dahlia, whoever we have on the line, you know, think about the struggle because God has a purpose and a plan and it's great. And the only way we will not be able to fulfill that plan and that purpose is, is only for us. If we don't tap in, if we don't tune in, if we don't listen in, and if we don't realize that everything that's happening is for a purpose. And so uh, jumping back into um, our Messiah, what happened with him, we know that everything that King Herod did to try to stop Jesus from fulfilling his purpose, it was all a setup. And so we know that uh, the prophecy in the Old Testament talked about how a Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And so if they didn't have to run and move to Bethlehem, that part would not have been fulfilled. And so we were able to know that, okay, this is the Messiah. He was born in uh, Bethlehem. Next thing we see is that he had to escape because they were trying to kill him and he had to escape to Egypt. And we know that another prophecy said, that the Messiah would have to come out of Egypt at some point. And so that was able to be fulfilled. So I just want us to see that every obstacle was a setup, was a part of God's plan. So look about your obstacle from a childhood, from your childhood as you grew up. Every obstacle is bringing you closer to your God-ordained destiny. And in verse 16 of Matthew chapter 2, it talks about how they finally um, change the laws to kill all the males. See, they usually like to go um, target the males, just like what's going on today. You know, Solomon says there's nothing new under the sun. Everything that's happening now, it's nothing new. And so they, they changed the law to kill all the males. Another prophecy that had to be fulfilled to show that Yeshua would be the Messiah. And verse 22, um, we know that uh, they, um, his dad, Joseph, had to hear from God and God told him, okay, um, they are dead now, Herod and his coonies, <laughs> that they are dead. So go, go ahead back to Nazareth. And David was afraid, but he still listened and he still went. And so even though you know that there's some things that you need to do in your life and you're afraid, it's okay. You know, that's why God keep reminding us, don't be afraid. He's not saying don't be afraid because being afraid is wrong. He know he knew that that's a, um, a natural emotion for you to have. And it's a word of comfort that don't be afraid. And so even though uh, Joseph was afraid to go to the next step, because we're always hesitant when it comes time to move on to the next step. Sometimes we stay in a job or in a position or in a relationship too long because we're afraid to move on to the next step. And so we have to uh, realize that God is saying, um, you know what, it's, if you're afraid, it's okay. You can do it afraid and you just have to, you're just going to have to trust me on this one. And so imagine if Joseph was afraid and didn't move and didn't do what God said, where we would be today. 
And so um, he went ahead, he moved to Nazareth because another prophecy had to be fulfilled which said that he would be called a Nazarene. And so we know he went to Nazareth and we went to Nazareth school as well, right? <laughs> we know he, he went to, to Nazareth and we know that people discounted him because he was from Nazareth. And so just like us today, we're from Nazareth, right? Nazareth Bay. And people might discount you and I because number one, we have an accent. Number two, uh, the color of our skin. Number three, our accent. People come up with all kinds of reasons. But the, all the reasons that they said they say about you is all the reason why God has chosen you. And so God chose him. He came from Nazareth. He had to. I came from Nazareth. I had to, right? So whatever struggle you went through, it's all a setup. It's all a matter of how we're seeing it. And so because uh, Joseph uh, went afraid <clears throat> and he went to Nazareth, Nazareth, and I know um, some of you on the line, you've been to Israel as I have been to Israel and I was able to go to Nazareth and see where Jesus was born and look at the place and kind of see the rubble or whatever. And you're thinking, man, you know, you don't discount where you came from. You do not discount what you've gone through. You need to praise your struggles, share your struggle, whatever your struggle may have been, homelessness, abuse. Uh, I don't care what it is, you know, it doesn't, um, people say it doesn't define you, but you know what? It makes you. And so all these things that we spoke about, it made us be able to recognize who the Messiah was. We wouldn't even be able to know of a surety, you know, Yeshua is the Messiah. How would we know? He had to go through these things. And so for you, just want to remember that your struggle, number one, just like Jesus, it had an expiration date. And so the time of the expiration date came and, and Joseph had to move and go to Nazareth so that Jesus could start his mission. And so whatever struggle you're going through today, I want to remind you that it has an expiration date and it's up to us to declare that this is our expiration date for whatever has been going on. Just like with the struggle with, with racial injustice, the expiration date has come and we're all joining together and saying thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so that justice can, can be here today and now and um and just one more because i see my time's running um is as we look at um i'm still in matthew and i wanted to look at matthew 4 and in matthew 4 verses 4 it says it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so as Jesus went through all these things, the number one thing that he taught us and he showed us throughout the whole rest of the scripture, which I don't have to read, but when you look through the whole thing, it all goes back to God's word. What does God's word says? That's the final authority in our life is whatever God says, that's it, period. And so because Joseph was able to do it afraid, go, go ahead. Jesus in verse four, just four chapters after, we know all our lives goes in chapter and we can make this chapter of our lives our most defining chapter, but it's all up to us and repeating and saying, decreeing and declaring and believing whatever it is that God is saying to us as a class, as us individually, as a nation, um, even as a family. And so when Jesus said these words, I want you to just think about what he's saying. I know I talk very fast, but 
I want you to think about what he's saying. It says every word don't live by just bread. So what Jesus is saying is you don't live by the physical only because we need, we need food, right? I know we need food. And during this quarantine, I've had too much food, but we know that he is saying it's not just about food and physical things that you can see. It comes from every word that you speak over your life. And as Gail introduced me, she spoke about an affirmation journal. And so that journal is just to help people because sometimes you may get intimidated by the, the big Bible and what to speak over your life. It just gives you one scripture a day that you can focus on, you can meditate on, and you can affirm. And so simple words like, um, I am successful in everything I do. We know that's Deuteronomy 28. Where, where the promise says, you, you know, you are successful in the field. Everywhere you go, you are successful. And so that is how we have to live. Because as Jesus went through all this struggle that he went through, he showed us that for him to fulfill his mission, he had to use the word. So as the, the, as the devil came to him and tempted him and um, told him to jump off the cliff, which is like suicide, right? So sometimes the enemy gives you suicidal thoughts and all kinds of craziness. Jesus wasn't exempt from that, but what he used was the word. And so as you go through your struggle, um, just feel powerful, feel armed. Know that God has given you the spirit of power, not of fear, right? Of power, love, and a sound mind. And so know that his word, and he says um, his word will not return void, which means it won't turn into nothing. It will complete every mission it's sent out to do. And that's what God's word does. But remember, God's word goes out through our voice, through your voice, through Jesus showed it to us here when he used the word over his situation so he could fulfill his mission on this earth. And so each one of us have a mission that we have to fulfill here on this earth. And we can only use it and fulfill it by the power of God's word. And so what I want to leave you with today is um, knowing that it's you, you will overcome, not will, sorry, you have overcome by the words of your testimony, right? And so everything goes back to your word. We know that God created everything based on the sound of his voice. He says, light be and light was, no questions. And he made us in his image and likeness, which means he made us look like him, act like him, characteristics of him. And so he wants us to speak. We know Jesus said, you shall have what you say. Another verse in um, Proverbs says, whatever man, um, uh, what, what you, you, will act, you will have, whatever you ask for, whatever you say, just everything goes back, goes back to our word. So that's my encouragement to you today. That number one, your struggle has an expiration date. Number two, you will overcome. You have won. You have the victory uh, based on um, God's word. So declare it over your life every day. It's not just today as I'm saying this. This is for every day. We saw Jesus do it all the way throughout. And when the enemy thought he had won, when he thought he defeated him, that was the moment we, you and I got the victory to live, um, live a life of, of fullness. We know John 10, 10 is the last scripture, I promise. <laughs> so John 10, 10 said, I have come, meaning the Messiah came that we might have life and have it more abundantly to the full until it overflows. That's the purpose why he came. 
He came for you and me so that we could enjoy this. And so he couldn't in, um, he couldn't fulfill it unless he went through these struggles that allow us to be overcomers in ours using God's word. And so my encouragement to you today, even as the world seems like it's going crazy, remember the powers in your tongue, the powers in your word and your struggle. Every struggle has an expiration date and you have won the victory. Thank you guys.